What if we could show you how to create an additional income stream that feels inspiring to you and leverages not only off your passions, but your zone of genius? Head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash side hustle to download our free side hustle guide, a 40 page guide where we help you not only come up with your business idea, but help you set your rate, find your potential customers, help make your first few sales, come up with your point of difference, and ensure you have a profitable business that you can scale to create a life and career by design. Babes Talking Business, our podcast, is the sister brand to Babes in Business. It's our passion project geared towards female entrepreneurs, professional women, side hustlers, those with a day job, and those full-time mamas striving to build their empire on the side, whether it's a traditional or non-traditional business, investments, startup, companies, or online social media influencers. Our podcast is a safe place where women can be vulnerable, honest, and tune in to be educated and supported to learn about the ins and outs of business, the highs and lows, and feel comfortable to talk about finances and multiple streams of income, along with the lingo that often comes with it that intimidates and prevents a lot of us women from approaching these subjects altogether. We not only mentor and encourage fellow entrepreneurs tuning in to build their own successful businesses, but teach them how to build confidence in themselves, reconnect with their why, let go of jealousy, and ultimately learn the power in connection because at the end of the day, that is what life and business is all about. This is a no BS podcast where we are committed to showing you what really happens behind the scenes of businesses' pretty highlight reels. So you can be reassured you are not the only one in the trenches and we can hopefully empower you with ideas on how to run your life and business in a way that feels energizing, inspiring and authentic to you and your mission. We are your hosts. I'm Shani Thompson and one of my biggest passions and missions in life is to revolutionize the way that women create abundance, to show you you can really have it all and create your next level wildest dreams whilst being in a total state of ease and flow. I'm a blogger, a coach and mentor to thousands of women around the world, a professional network marketer, a course creator and above all, I'm just your everyday girl next door. And I am Lauren Kerr. I'm a published author, life and mindset coach, and professional network marketer. When I was studying my psychology degree, I stumbled across the term life above zero, which became my personal and professional mission to inspire others to create a life that they love instead of just settling for mediocrity and just doing what society expects you to do. I love helping women find clarity and fulfillment in their lives, relationships, and careers. So... On that note, let's talk business. Hello and welcome to episode 56. We have got my sister on today's show, Kayla. By the way, it's Shani here, Shani's sister. And Kayla is one of the most incredible branding, PR, social media gurus. I know I'm not just being biased because she's my family. She actually is really amazing at what she does. And today on our episode, she is not only going to be sharing with you the 10 mistakes that you are making on Instagram, she has also provided an incredible cheat sheet for you guys to download. So make sure you head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash podcast forward slash 56. So you can download that one totally for free. She's going to be sharing with you all of the mistakes that people out there are doing on the social media platform called Instagram that is not enabling them to grow. It is not getting their name out there. It is not letting their follower count grow up. It is not getting their message out there. And if you have a product or a service or you're in business and you really want to use Instagram as a platform to grow your influence and impact the world and share your message and share your product and service, then you are definitely going to absolutely love this episode because 10 different tips and they're all incredible. So 
buckle up. You do not need to worry about writing notes unless you want to. You can just download the cheat sheet because that's what they're designed for and strap yourself in because I myself learned a lot from this episode. Kayla is my personal Instagram guru. Anytime I need help with my following or increasing my reach or getting my message out there or learning about the new algorithms, Kayla is my go-to. So you are about to get inside information about who we personally use, not only in Babes Talking Business, but in Babes in Business. She is our team's social media guru. And yeah, you have full access to her in this episode. So enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have an incredible, beautiful guest. I might be a little bit biased. She is my baby (laughs) CC. Hi. You're not biased. She's epic. I love Kayla. Oh, I love you girls. It's been a long time between episodes. I'm very happy to be here. Well, I was just looking through our archives and um, you were episode 15 of season one. Oh my God, we were babies then. You were, and I feel like an OG of the BIB potty. So thanks again (laughs) for having me on again. A lot has changed since then. So um, yeah, I'm excited to get stuck into it and um, give the listeners some value. We have all definitely evolved since episode 15, that's for sure. Yeah, wow. I'm so, that's crazy now, season one, episode 15. That feels like a lifetime ago. Actually, it was, though. I think it was a couple of years ago. Like, we've been doing this podcast for nearly three years. That's so crazy. It's wild. You've done an amazing job, girls. I love the potty and where it's going and all the value you give people. I'm just, yeah, stoked to be here again. Very lucky. You've been a massive part of our online growth and presence because you always deliver the goods and you've, you're obviously our um, babes in business, social media guru. You're the one who gives our team all of the hottest tips. So I'm excited for this episode because there's a lot of things in this cheat sheet that I have never heard about before. I know. I'm excited too, because these are probably the top 10 questions I get asked. So yeah, I'm excited to sort of get it out there. So people get some knowledge around, you know, the Instagram algorithm, as you all know, changes so often. Um, So yeah, it's kind of important that, um, or it's important to me anyway, that I get the right info out there because there is so many social media experts um, sort of giving the wrong advice. Um, So yeah, keen to clear it all up and sort of answer some questions. Yes, I'm excited. I know you're going to add so much value. I was looking at the cheat sheet as well. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. But before we do go into all the value, I know there's a lot of people on the line who maybe didn't hear the first episode and don't know your story. So do you want to share a little bit about like, how did you get into business? Um, Where were you? And I guess where are you now in 2020? Absolutely. It's a very similar story. I guess Shani and I have a lot of similarities and um, definitely Shan was a massive sort of um, driver for me going into my own business. Um, It kind of started with uh, having multiple different awesome jobs that I thought at the time were great, um, but just being really sort of undervalued, overworked, um, you know, a lot of people I believe that I sort of looked up, look up to now in business see a lot of the wrongs that they, their old employers did to them and it sort of, um, it's how you put your own business together. So for me, it was three jobs in particular that just broke me as a professional um, and I just had a thought one day, I can do this. I think I can do this myself. Um, absolutely, I can, um, you know, go out on my own and achieve the same things and probably have a little bit more passion for the industry, which unfortunately I lost during those three last jobs that I had. Um, Also now later in life, they're the biggest lessons and biggest blessings that I had. But um, definitely I think Shani and I were both struggling at one point with a few little things happening, you know, like office politics and all of that drama. And um, yeah, she was like well in the business at this point. And I just, yeah, I have to say, Shan, I did come to you a few times and just complain. And I remember one day you were like, just do it. Just, just go on your own already. So I honestly quit my job and had no plan, had no sort of jobs lined up. I just winged it. I fully just thought, yep, this is, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And it happened. It all sort of just um, worked out really well. And yeah, it was a big trusting in the universe and trusting in myself. And here I am today, 14 clients, creative agency, spread globally. um, Feeling it. 
seriously crazy. I feel like, yeah, it's just, it's all really worked in my favor and not to say I haven't worked super hard for it, but, um, I just remember manifesting this sort of in my head, honestly, seven years ago now. And seven's my lucky number now that I just said that out loud. Um, and here I am. Yeah. Sort of just crazy when you have to pinch yourself and just go, wow, that's, that's just happened. It's pretty cool. And not just 14 clients, like you have high-end clients, you look after some pretty incredible companies and you've worked with some pretty big names. So hats off to you. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. I know it, it is one of those things when it doesn't really resonate until you say it out loud and then you just go, yeah, wow, that's crazy. Is this, this is real life type thing. So yeah, thank you. And you know, being having that sort of support from even this podcast and you girls and being involved in the awesome network that is babes in business has definitely kicked my tush in the right direction (laughs) and picked me up at times where I just really needed it wanted to throw the towel in which still happens till this very day (laughs) yeah and that's business right like absolutely so we like I was gonna say I know we always talk about we love this podcast being really real and vulnerable and we're having a bit of a chat um before we started recording because I think 2020 has been a really interesting year for a lot of business owners like doing so many things in the works a lot of us have had to pivot not a lot of us have had most of our biggest blessings this year Mm. I know you've had one in particular like what's been your biggest challenge from 2020 what's it taught you oh that's a toughie um you know what, there's been a couple of challenges, definitely not being able to plan as like, you know, things didn't go as planned for a lot of us this year. So having to mix it up and sort of think on your toes was one, but um, especially just recently coming off the back end of something that really sort of challenged me um, as a whole, like mentally, emotionally, and all the rest of it was um, actually a sort of little mess up for a lack of better, more appropriate word of um, a media, a media agency. Uh, yeah. The local newspaper here in Sydney sort of uh, pitched me this interview, which was yeah, really glamorous and glossy. And yeah, it would have been such a great and positive story for not just entrepreneurs and people in business, but particularly women and um, sort of topic was especially around mental health and Um, how me in particular, I've, you know, I've really had a health kick this, um, like during COVID and I've really changed my life a lot. So it was a really positive article that ended up being really terrible and really negative. So I actually had my picture for that particular article used for a completely separate story that was totally negative. Um, and I actually, it, it kind of went viral (laughs) and, um, it's, it's one of those things you can laugh about now because it's all sort of put behind me and it's all been sorted, but the challenge was definitely, or the lesson was definitely, um, in terms of, yeah, media and how they can portray you. And, um, you know, it, it goes, I'm sure this happens every day or most days to a lot of people, but for me to have, to have it happen to me personally and to have it affect my business, like I lost a couple of clients over it. Um, and, you know, having to do a lot of work on myself to get back on my feet and feel mentally and emotionally ready to do business in the same capacity that I was doing it before. Mm. Um, in saying that the biggest lesson, did you say, I love that. (laughs) I love that. I think honestly, the lesson behind that, apart from the trust situation was actually taking a step back. Um, and Shani talks about this a lot on her page in terms of like, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. It's not sexy anymore. Um, you know, working till one, two, sometimes later than that in the early morning or late at night, I was really burning myself out. So having that happen to me and having to really step back and work on myself to get myself back up to that sort of confident level I was at again, it actually taught me that resting is really, really important and um, mm. listening to your body and not over exhausting yourself. Like there was a little there, there's a little while there where I kind of lost my spark a little bit. I feel like if I can be honest and why well, I, I am being honest, but <laughs> having that happen really sort of made me take a step back and reevaluate what, what my why is, what I'm doing, why am I doing it? Um, and yeah, I just had a time to really reassess where I was going with my business and what I did and didn't want to do. Um, so that, I think that was my biggest lesson. It was something, you know, blessing in disguise was definitely what it was. (laughs) 
And and just to give our listeners some context, like, I mean, this was so rattling for you and being on the other end of the phone when this was all going down and you being in Sydney and me being on the Gold Coast and trying to support you over the phone, like it was the hardest thing. Like I couldn't just get on a plane and fly to Sydney and, and support you. Like that was probably mm. one of the hardest things for me as a sister. But to give people some context, I guess, what ha- like you are in the media space in PR, um, you manage a lot of high-end clients and their marketing and social media, and you were blasted through a local paper and attached to a story about um, what was it drinking people drinking through COVID or something like that. Yeah, so my story was about positive lifestyle changes through COVID nineteen, and then they stitched me on a headline that said healthcare professionals struggle to cope with lockdown drunks. Mm. Um, And then the context of the article, it was a really messy and really like terrible article, which, you know, we took legal action on and it, it got sorted out in the end, but the lazy reporting or whoever sort of was on the, the back end of that for context, they basically just used my image on a story about yeah, young drunks, going into hospital during COVID-19 and um, it was really quite a slap in the face. It's horrible because you have such an incredible reputation in Sydney. So many people know you in that industry. Like a lot of people that are high end come to you for their business growth and like that could have really done some damage to your reputation, but lucky people know you as a person. You're really well known in Sydney and people just know that that was just a bunch of rubbish, but Mm. I can just imagine what that would have been like for you emotionally, spiritually, like, yeah, it really shifted me. And I guess now being on the back end of it positively, but going through that was just such a feat. Like I felt defeated. I was ready to throw the towel in. And like you said, when I called you, I was a mess. I was a mess for a few weeks and then not having being able to go to Queensland and go see my family. And just, you know, in my head, I kind of just wanted to go hide away and, and do that and be with my family. But I really had to be stuck here in Sydney and deal with it and face it head on, which was also something that I needed to obviously do and, and progress through. So um, it's crazy because it's, you know, when I, I'm really lucky that, as you said, my network knows who I am and it mm. didn't, um, in terms of, you know, client base, it did lose me the clients that I've now won back, um, on the end result of their apology in this, in this newspaper. But at the time you just think your world's over. You know, I just thought seven years of this dream is over and I just, who am I? What do I do? You know, you go through all these motions in your head and you go to really dark places that my lesson was being able to pull myself out of and really just, yeah, hit it head on. I couldn't hide behind anything or I couldn't just, yeah, shoot off to Queensland and switch off for two weeks with my family. It was really just like, no, Kayla, this is the obstacle you've been presented and you have to, yeah, face it and be a big girl, put your big girl pants on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wouldn't wouldn't really recommend going through it to anyone else. But um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of lessons uh, and a lot of growth. Like, as I said, coming out of the end of it now, I just feel like refreshed. Wow. Who am I? Crazy. It's just not something I think I needed to have happen, but there was definitely a lot of key lessons in there that I needed to learn. A lot of personal growth in that, but I guess also from a professional and business point, like what did like what listeners coming in and listening to this, what if you were in the same situation again and someone asks, Hey, I'd love to do a story and have you in the media. How do we protect ourselves? I like how crazy that media has that much power and they can misconstrue a story like that. How do you cover your butt and make sure that doesn't happen? Like, so you never find yourself in that position or you just can't. I know. And that's the tough thing. And I do, I deal in media a lot um, and it's always for clients. So the fact that this happened to me as a, like on a personal and professional level was just, it's actually set me up for success. If this ever happens to anyone, I know again, like I know exactly what to do. Um, But to be honest with you, the scary thing is, is you really can't protect yourself. Um, The only thing that you can do is make sure you sign consent forms. And, you know, in saying that I was pretty clear with, um, what could and couldn't be said and what was misrepresented. But when you're up against the big dogs, it's actually, you know, there is no safety zone. Unfortunately, they just choose to, to write what they want to write. And, um, 
Yeah, there's, you just have to really be careful. And for me, it's really shifted who I will work with as a professional and not just for myself, but for my client base. Like, you know, you've got to do your research and I'm one in probably a thousand people in that month that probably suffered from this same sort of situation. And since going public with it after, you know, having that settled, I actually have had three other people reach out to me with similar stories, asking me what I did. Can I help them? Um, so it is shocking how often this, this can happen. And I think my only advice would be just to be really clear on the brief, um, to have lawyers look over it, um, you know, consent forms galore. Mm. Uh, that's, yeah, that's probably my biggest advice in trying to avoid something like this happening to you. Well, I'm so proud of you and the way that you've dealt with that. And, Well, the upside of this is now like your business can only keep growing. And of course, as your business grows, you'll get more clients, you'll get more people, you'll get more exposed to people. And if this ever happens again, you are so prepared. I'm ready for combat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into the juiciness because I know a lot of people are listening to this podcast episode because they want to hear the 10 mistakes they're making on Instagram. Now I have just had a quick little look-see onto the cheat sheet downloadable. And by the way, guys, if you want to download Kayla's cheat sheet, it's babesinbusiness.net forward slash podcast forward slash 56. You're going to have her 10 mistakes there on the cheat sheet. So you can follow along. I've had a look at these and I'm, I'm worried. I'm doing some of these mistakes. So let's get right into it. What would be your number one, do you think? My number one, and especially considering this is one that nobody really knows about, is editing your caption within the two-hour window. So um, I guess for anyone fresh or any greenies to Instagram, the algorithm changes all the time, (laughs) can never keep up, but it actually works on a score-based sort of process at the moment. So it scores you on five different things, Um, frequency, follower usage, um, relationships. There's a bunch of things that it sort of scores you on. And the the scores work based on how interesting your content is, how often people are liking your content, how many people like it within the two-hour to three-hour window. Um, And you pretty much have two to three hours, two hours being the most important, and then extended to three uh, still sort of counting in the score base. If you edit your caption within that two to three hours, you literally remove your post completely off the algorithm. So no matter how many hashtags you use, doesn't matter how much community management you do, if you edit your post within the first two to three hours of publish, yeah, you pretty much lose all the credibility of the post and you lose your visibility in the algorithm. You know what? I do that all the time. I know. And you know, like it's, it's, one thing I guess is just proofreading everything before you send it out because it's happened to me before. And then you read over and you go, Oh my God, I spelled that wrong. What do I do? Do I risk leaving the algorithm or do I look like I can't spell? (laughs) Um, So yeah, I guess my biggest tip on that one is one plan your content as far in advance as you can, or at least yeah, proofread it and make sure that there's no spelling errors. um, Especially when it comes to hashes. I know. I know. So I never proofread anything. So I'm always like, got to get this done, got to get it out, boom, done. And I'll check it three hours later. I'm like, oh my God, that does not make sense. (laughs) Yes, I know. And it it makes sense in your head. And then you read it later and you're like, oh my gosh, what planet was I on when I was writing this? (laughs) Um, So that would be my number one, editing um, your posts within the two to three hour. I say two to three because the two first two hours is the most essential um, the most critical. And then it, it lasts up to three hours. So if you're a part of my engagement group, the reason why we've got a three hour limit to when you comment back and like back is because that's the whole point of the process is to try and hack the algorithm, try and get um, sort of scored really well on the algorithm. So you're more discoverable on mm. the algorithm. By the way, if anyone listening to this is not a part of Kayla's engagement group, we'll link that in the show notes so that people can join your free Facebook group and be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this engagement group's been sort of going on for two years now and it's such a great thing to be a part of. It's especially, you know, I have people reach out to me all the time just saying, why does Instagram hate me? Why is my content not being seen? Why am I not getting likes? And 
the engagement group is there for that exact reason. It's real people from our community in within the Facebook group, social collectives community. And we're all just supporting each other, really commenting on each other's posts, liking each other's posts, being really real and authentic, which is so important on the app. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to join, it's everybody's welcome. And, um, you know, it's such a safe and really supportive space as well, which is, I'm stoked mm. to have built that. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And so I was reading you know, the second mistake, which is not using the entire 150 characters in your bio. Like, yep. is there a rule? What should, what should you be putting in your bio? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a golden rule, I guess, in my book. And what I see people often do wrong is you need to be summarizing what people can expect from your page and your bio. And if you're not doing that, you're losing um, opportunity really. So, you know, laws with you and your awesome book, like obviously that would be your main call to action is buy my amazing book. Um, if we were to look at your bio and it wasn't on there, then how are people supposed to know about it? So you only get 150 characters. And if you're not struggling to stay within those, it's you're doing something wrong, girlfriend. Um, so my biggest also tip is use that link in bio. It's the only active link on Instagram, unless you have the swipe up feature. Um, it's the only active link where you can literally drive traffic or, or drive people to your call to action, drive them to your promotion, your new product launch. So if you're not using the link in bio, um, you know, there's several other things you can be linking in there. Link to a TikTok, link to a LinkedIn, link to your Pinterest, YouTube, whatever it is, like you should definitely be having that link in bio optimized. Um, and in terms of the 150 characters, it is hard, but I would suggest your value proposition, your mission statement, like what sets you apart from everyone else. If you're a blogger, why am I following your blog and not the 50,000 other ones? So it, it is really important to make sure that you summarize in that 150 characters, what people can expect from your page and, and especially why, why would they follow you? Why would they connect with you? Why would they resonate with you? Um, yeah, that's a super important one. Man. I wish that it was more than 150 characters. Sometimes oh. I sit there and I'm like, I just need three more characters, I know. please. <laughs> I know. Do I sacrifice the awesome emojis or what do I do? It's hard. <laughs> I'll it just turn hard. all of my ands into the character and oh my God. Oh my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> and I remember when we did the Bali business retreat with Babes in Business this was an exercise that we did um, with the group. There was 42 people, I think, from memory. And everyone was like, ah, help me. Like, it's actually, it's hard. And if it you're is. not struggling, then I don't know, touch base with me. I need to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that leads us to number three, which is actually about the link in bio. Now, I have a question for you. There are some of our listeners that probably have more than one call to action. Like they might mm -hmm. have a blog and they might have a YouTube channel and they then might have some like a product or a service. What do you recommend to do? Like if you've only got one link in bio, you can't put several, what would be yep. your biggest advice? So I'm glad that you asked this because um, one of the best practices is so there is link trees um and to answer your question my advice would be to um, invest in a link tree there's heaps of different things out there um, some are free some are paid and basically what a link tree is it's a little mini uh, website within instagram that you're able to direct traffic to specific call to actions. So for me, if people were to go on my website, sometimes they get a little bit lost. There's a lot of information to take in. And um, in any website, you know, there's a lot of different tabs people can click on. There's a lot of different things people can read. So you really want to be summarizing the most important things to you, whether that be an inquiry form or whether it be, you know, in this case, um, you want to drive people to your blog and you want to drive people to your new product. So, um, my biggest advice to capitalize on the link in bio and be able to sort of um, promote different things would be to invest in a link tree. Um, you know, if you go on my link in bio, I've got one there and I use the exact call to actions that I want people to be directed to. Um, I direct them to my recent projects. I direct them to my most proudest projects. And then I direct them to like my mailing list so I can get them on that, which is another super important thing, especially if you're starting out, try and drive as many email signups as you can. Um, because yeah, that's the best way to sort of communicate with people direct in their inbox. 
Sure. I love this. And so I was looking at the next one, which was um, posting too much. And that's a question I think a lot of people have is like, how much should I be posting on social media? I know once upon a time, we're told like three times a day, now once a day, like what should we be doing now? Look, so, and I know Gary V sometimes goes against this and he's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people to follow in this industry. So I'm absolutely not saying anything against what he says, but for, uh, you know, if you're an established brand, absolutely post twice a day. If you've got an engaged community, for sure, two times a day, however many times. Um, but as a startup or as someone with less than 10,000 followers or even 20,000, um, unless it's super, super valuable content and you're giving people quality, really important value or viral sticky content, I, the new best practice is five times a week. Um, sometimes for me, depending on what my KPI or my goal is with some of my clients, we're only posting three times a week, but we're, we're active on stories every single day. So one major sort of golden nugget with the new algorithm is that you actually get scored a lot better through your stories on Instagram. So people have the ability to, you know, do an emotion like the little love heart eyes on your story. They have the ability to answer your question or vote on your poll or tell you what you're listening to or what to listen to next. So the algorithm actually scores you a lot better for that interaction than it would on any normal, uh, I guess, grid post. So, um, for me, the biggest sort of takeaway from that one is one, make sure you're posting high quality content. Don't just post for the sake of posting. Um, and you can get away with posting three to five times per week and the algorithm will still sort of rank you as consistent, which is super important in terms of the scoring. That's really interesting. So are you saying that people who say like have a business, a product or a service, and they're using social media to get their product and service out there, should they be using stories in conjunction with posts or should they be on their stories more? Like what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely in in conjunction. So for me, my biggest tip would be not to let that story wheel run out. Um, and if you're not letting that run out and people are sort of interacting with your story content, the algorithm loves that. And it really does rank sort of your visibility in the algorithm a lot better. Um, if you're consistent on your stories. And again, if you're posting like say three to five times per week, rather than 10 times per week, you've got more room to play with in order to boost the engagement in those posts because you're not posting as often. And as you all know, sometimes you're getting posts on your newsfeed from like seven days ago. So there is that, that window of that, you know, one to seven days for your content to still be discovered on the new algorithm. So, um, and I have so many of my clients, they get so burnt out with trying to come up with, you know, 10 tiles of content per week and they're posting two times a day and it gets tiring and it takes away from the whole sort of magical thing of Instagram and social media. Hey guys, it's Shani here. I am just going to briefly interrupt this episode to let you guys know about something I am so excited about that is very time sensitive. So if you follow me on Instagram or on Facebook or YouTube or any of my other social media platforms, you will know that the three things I love to talk about are living in a state of abundance, finding your flow and mindset. So for the month of November, it is all about money mindset for my personal clients and myself. And I'm actually launching a brand new mini five-day program called Creating Your New Money Story. And it's completely free for you to register and be a part of. And I'm going to be sharing with you the five core BS money beliefs that we hold at a subconscious and sometimes a conscious level over a space of five days. I'm going to be helping you unlock and change these beliefs that you're holding onto from way back when, whether you're holding onto these beliefs from your childhood or from somewhere you've learned, an emotional event or something that's happened in your life. And it's holding you back from creating wild abundance in your life and unlocking that next level in your career or in your business, financially, financially, 
And I'll also be teaching you my five-step process on how to not only distinguish what your self-limiting beliefs around money are, but changing them so that they serve you and you release the resistance around what I believe are the five most crippling and common money beliefs that a lot of people have. So you can head over to go.shannythompson.com forward slash five day free course to register for free, or you could just head over to the show notes and click on the link there so you can join me. It is launching on the 21st of November and did I mention it's free? It will never be free again. This is the one and only time that I will be launching the course for free. And then on the 25th of November for seven days only, so all the way through to the 1st of December, it is the official Moon Magic launch. And if you're not yet signed up for the waiting list, make sure you get your butt signed up because I only open up this program three times a year. And this will be the last intake for 2020, which means you will have to wait an entire chunk of time until 2021 to join. And because you guys are our VIPs, I haven't really mentioned this publicly anywhere online, so I'm just letting you guys know that this will be the last time to join my online course, Moon Magic, um, at a discounted price. I will be offering a Black Friday and Cyber Monday offer, but as of 2021, Intake Moon Magic will be officially at its full price, so this is the last chance. So... I don't think you want to miss out on how to create a more abundant life and getting into a state of flow with whatever it is that you do in life, being more effective, cultivating more happiness, purpose, clarity in your life, using the natural rhythms of the moon and the magic of astrology. And so the work to totally transform not only your money mindset, but the way that you do life starts now. And it starts with my free five-day money course called Creating Your New Money Story. And if you're following me on Instagram or on Facebook or any of my other social media platforms, you will be seeing a lot of content on money mindset so that you can start to prepare yourself and so you can start shifting your perspective and so you can start to rebuild that relationship with money so you can welcome in more of it into your life and see it from a positive place. So don't forget, Money is just a natural resource. It is simply just a tool that allows us more choices and more opportunity. It enhances our options. And I am so excited for us to learn together about it and wildly transform our mindset when it comes to this topic. So again, you can register for free over on go.shannythompson.com forward slash five day free course. Otherwise, check the show notes and you'll be able to register for free from there. Okay. Let's get back to this episode. I have a random question for you talking about stories. I've actually spoken to a couple of people this week on Instagram who've had the same thing. Do you know anything about the music feature disappearing on your Instagram story? Like I had it, I didn't have it three years ago and then it came back like a year ago and now my music feature's gone. Did I do something? Yep. So when you do, it doesn't even mean naughty. Oh my gosh, there's, sorry, there's whales jumping out of the ocean right in front of me. Oh, how beautiful. (laughs) So lovely. Okay. So when you start to lose those features, like music, sometimes people lose their pole ability. It usually means that either A, you've done something naughty. So, you know, fake followers or whatever, doesn't necessarily just have to be that reason. It can also mean that you're not, you're not um, sort of keeping up with the algorithm rules. So the rules are consistency, frequency. Um, those would be the two major ones. So say if you drop off and don't post for seven to 14 days, you lose some of those really cool functionalities, like being able to use music or, um, for other, yeah. So it's really kind of cutthroat on Instagram now. Loz, what have Um, you done? You're such a badass. You're a badass. So it could just be that you weren't consistent enough with your posting. And, you know, I have the perfect case study on my own page. I, during the bushfires earlier this year, I was like, what the hell? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, you know, everything I was posting was in relation to that and how to help. And then I just dropped off the radar for a month. I lost all my functionalities. I lost music. I lost polls. I actually, like if, when I started posting again, I was getting like 20 people like my post because I literally was mute for a month. 
so the algorithm was like, nah, nah girlfriend, you got to work your way back up to this. And I had to put a lot of work in to, to build it back up again. So it's really important as well, like going back to the last point in posting less, but more quality content and not having to get into those situations where it's been one, two weeks and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't posted for this amount of time because the algorithm will really hate you for it. I think it's hating me right now, but I don't know what I've done because I've been consistent. I'm posting and I've got someone helping me with my engagement, mm-hmm. but my music's gone. I can't do reels because I don't have music. I'm so upset oh. about it. Oh, I, I know, know the answer to this. I actually watched, oh my God, guys, bonus tip. Bonus. <laughs> Major I, key. <laughs> um, I actually watched a reel on Instagram the other day and this chick was like, I've lost my music function, but apparently for some people, the music icon is invisible on the reel. So if you go to reels, Lozzie, and then go to the very top, um, you know how there's like all the icons on the left-hand side and you've got like the filter thing, the timer thing, just go to the very top where the music thing should be and tap there. And apparently it's invisible for you, but music comes up when you tap on a button that doesn't exist, but it comes up. I'll keep you posted. Cause when I do that, it just says music is unavailable. <laughs> there's also another little trick. If um, I know one of my clients did this and it worked was that if you use an app and put the music on your video and not add it through the app, it'll just come up and say original sound mm. um, and that should work. So major key alert, <laughs> try bonus, that. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Yeah. All and right. It will work because that's original sound. So it will come up thinking that you've, you've made that song yourself. Interesting. Okay. So Kayla, you were talking about how um, people one of the mistakes is posting too much and mm-hmm. like they're just posting for the sake of it. And so that kind of leads us to mistake number five, which is not posting or providing any value. Let's yes. talk about that. Yeah, this is a ma- major one. And I guess I know a lot of people here will be like, well, my blog's just starting out right now. How do I give value? But if you're blogging or if you're posting, obviously you've got a purpose and you've got um, so much to give. So if you're not providing that or any sort of value to people, you know, the human race these days are so quick to get over things. It's like one of the statistics here is you've got three to nine seconds at a first glance to get an impressionable reaction from your profile visitor. That's cutthroat like you literally have three to nine seconds to impress the socks off this person so (laughs) that goes you know hand in hand with the bio it goes hand in hand with your aesthetic and how your feed looks and providing value if you're not providing value then why are people going to follow you because that's all people want these days they want freebies they want tips they want vulnerability they want stories they want realness so um, it doesn't have to mean you have to give them value in terms of like you know a free this or a free that it means that you just have to be really you're covering these three points education entertainment or emotion so education's you know pretty important because everyone wants to learn stuff and take stuff away um entertainment memes quotes that really funny viral content that you can sort of put your your own personality out there in your page um like i know i posted something the other day about looking <laughs> like a potato when i tuck my ears my hair <laughs> behind my ears and it went crazy like people were sharing it tagging in it so um and that's true i do look it's like a not potato. <laughs> true i saw you post that and i was like this is not true <laughs> But, but it funny. was funny and people <laughs> shared it. And I had so many people sharing it through stories. So entertainment's a big one. And then the biggest of them all is emotion. So that humanizing and really vulnerable connection content, people like, you know, I have a client of mine in the sort of baby field. I don't know what you call that. Childcare field, <laughs> children field. And <laughs> every time, obviously I have, I don't have kids. I prefer a baby. Um, No, every single time she posts about, you know, how hard motherhood actually is. And this is so true. Like how many mothers resonate more with the bad days than the good days? Like everyone wants to know the real story. So that would be a big tip. Education, entertainment, emotion. If you can stick with those three themes, then you'll be giving value. The three E's. Boom. The three E's. And so now I know the next one was talking about hashtags. What have you got to teach us today about hashtags and what are we doing wrong with them? 
Yep. So um, I actually had one of the girls in my group come out and, you know, she was really upset. The Instagram algorithm hates me, blah, blah, blah. And I did an audit of her page and was like, girl, you are not using hashtags. So I know there's a lot of stigma behind them. Like people feel a bit lame and they just don't want the hashtags to, you know, ruin the bulk of their caption, but it's so essential to the strategy one hashtag can increase your engagement by 12.6%. And, you know, in the scheme of things, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. And I actually have a case study where after that month hiatus that I had, um, I posted a photo and used all the right hashies. I had 20,000 people find that post and 17,000 of them found me through hashtags. So it does work. Um, I guess the sort of science behind it is making sure you spend time researching your in like your own niche. So, you know, if you're um, a coach or if you're, you know, in that sort of mindset space, make there's so many really great hashtags out there that will get you that visibility, but not only just using them, you need to be hanging out in them. You need to be engaging with people in those. I call them tiny little communities and I've been able to find my social media BFFs through hashtags Um, and the most important part, um, apart from proofreading them and making sure that they don't have spelling mistakes is yeah, you can't just be hashtagging lips and cute and face and smile anymore. Like there is a bit of research that goes behind it and it's pretty simple. Really. You just go into Google and, and type in the best hashtags in your niche, have a look at your competitors or your aspirational profiles, have a look at what hashtags they're talking about. And Instagram's really good to us these days where if you find a good hashtag at the top, it'll actually say suggested hashtags and it will give you more hashtags based on that theme. And um, I guess if you're not using them, you're really just ruining the chances of getting discovered on like the Mm -hmm. algorithm. The whole statistic behind it is 10% of your audience see your posts and that's without doing a thing. So if you can increase that by 12.6%, why not? Yeah. I have to say hashtags is a biggie for me because you know how you can see the insights of every post. So every time I have a look at my insights, so many people found me through the hashtags that I use. So that definitely does work. And just a little tip. uh, This is what I do anyway, to find hashtags. I use the app plan and um, mm-hmm. they have this really cool function in that app where you can store your hashtags in groups of 30. But not only that, when you're searching hashtags in the app, it tells you which ones are like, so they color code them either green or red. And the red ones mean that like, they're not very mm-hmm. popular. And the green ones mean like, they're like currently like really popular online and a lot of people are using them and searching them. So that's how I find my hashtags. But I like that tip about Google because sometimes you're kind of stuck on words and you're like, what else can I search? But that's epic. Yeah. And really look to your aspirational profiles as well. Like we all have them and you know, your Gary V's in the world, they won't be using them, but look for the more, um, I guess, relatable ones. And I often find a hashtag through one of my aspirational profiles and then I go and hang in there and then I end up finding heaps more. So yeah. And that tip that you just said, Shan is also a really good one. Um, there's a lot of little apps like that and free hashtag generators online too. Um, and what you're going to be looking for is yeah, the most activity. And, um, if you go into a hashtag and it's got like 10 billion people on it, I wouldn't even bother using it because you'll find that your photo disappears in like the blink of an eye. So that's a big one as well. Cool. All right. Let's go to mistake number seven. So I've actually heard you both talk about this in this podcast and it's not engaging with your community. Yeah. And you know, this is like, it's not a new one, but this never used to be the case on the app. Instagram really didn't care if you were engaging or not. And now it's one of the five key points that the algorithm scores you on. So it scores you on relationships and What that means is if you are one of those people who literally post and disappear and don't engage and don't connect, then you get um, sort of slapped on the wrist for it. So engaging with your community, it's not just liking their post. It's actually going into their profile, loving on their content. Um, My sort of big tip is save collections. You know, I have so many different collections. I've got community love connection um, collection. I've got potential client collection. I've got potential students and people that I can coach in the social media. I've got so many. Um, And instead of working harder, 
I'm working smarter. I'm going into my collections and I'm, you know, I'm spending at least an hour a day. Uh, but you know, if you're time poor, which a lot of people are, you'll see such a difference in your engagement. If you spend 15 to 30 minutes before you post and 15 to 30 minutes after you post engaging, that is like pretty much you're engaging with people's content and they'll do the same. It, it comes back. Um, and if you're not, you know, it's called social media, you need to be social. So gone are the days where you could just come on and post and expect to get thousands of likes. You really have to put the work and the effort in. Um, and one of the biggest tasks would be dedicating time to community management. Mm. I used to do this on my lunch breaks at work. <laughs> When I yeah, gone. like, you know, while you're getting your coffee, while you're on that train getting to work or um, if it's something, you know, I got to the point with me in my business where it's just, it's like, I cannot, I can't do this all the time. So get someone to help you. Like I've got one of my employees that really helped me um, sort of a couple of days a week, dedicate some time. So it is important. Um, and it all, it really does help boost that visibility in the algorithm as well. Plus, you know, it's connecting um, in a time like this COVID, like it's been such a great sort of um, platform to connect with people and sort of meet new people. So get amongst it. Yeah. So what's the next tip you've got for us, Kayla? This also sort of goes hand in hand with the last one. Um, there is no quick growth hacks. So, so many of my network come to me and say, I've been blocked or I've been deleted or like, you know, all this crazy stuff. And my pure and only answer to you is if anyone's telling you that you can get followers quick, or if they're promising you fast growth, then you are really jeopardizing your whole um, agenda. So, uh, you know, again, like I just said, I've had people who have been building their fashion labels for years and then Instagram literally removes their profile without even a warning, changes the password. It's gone, never to be returned again. And um, it's sad. It's like, it's such a, a crap situation to be in. So, there's a lot of them out there and a lot of them are DMing, sliding into your DMs um, and they seem really enticing, but honestly, it's not a followers game anymore. Um, it's really just about that engagement and getting your right community. So there's no real point to me if you've got 10 or a hundred thousand followers, if they're not the people who are going to convert or turn into leads or buy your product or join your team or anything like that. So I know it's, it's a bit tricky and especially can be really, um, you know, it can be one of those things where you just forget about Instagram because you get so stuck up on the followers, but um, it's definitely not about that. It's more about reaching that community that's going to um, yeah resonate with your content or buy your product. So do not fall for the trap. Just um, yeah, work hard and try and grow your audience authentically or invest the money that you would invest in this fake following app and do some boosted ads. Like mm. we're getting so much awesome traction with some of our clients who have put money behind their content and they're their actual targeted audience. So um, try and sort of use your precious marketing dollars on things like that instead. That's such a good tip. There's nothing more annoying than you posting something and then you're getting a comment on there being like, thanks to at such and such they've helped me made a million dollars from their software blah 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 i'm like stop oh. spamming me fake follower i know i know there was a time there where i don't know how they did it but they hacked instagram's api and people were able to send you like stuff through your question boxes oh my god and you'd get yes. like bitcoin bitcoin big trade stocks this and that and i that instagram caught on caught on to it pretty quickly and and removed that thank god yeah that was annoying i remember or like do you remember those links where it's like oh my gosh this photo of you have a look yeah and then and you're like what like, who got my link what? yeah and then it's just like yeah disease central for your poor computer. Um, but yeah, no quick growth hacks. Um, and I think going on to the next point, just looking ahead, um, this sort of goes hand in hand as well with stuff that we were talking about before and that's consistency. So, um, we've covered m most of the parts in this one, but a common mistake that I see brands doing is, they get, and especially during the COVID sort of period, the real lockdown crazy period, a lot of people had some great juicy ideas of IGTVs and lives and all these series that 
they, um, you know, interviewing mm. different people or whatnot. And then you, you commit to this every day on Wednesday type scenario. And then you get to that day where you just can't commit to it and then you drop off. And then it's one of the biggest no-nos, I guess, if you're saying um, you're going to show up weekly um, and you don't, people notice that stuff and they actually kind of get a bad taste in their mouth. You know, especially when they're enjoying the, the weekly sequences or the weekly series or the weekly interviews, and then you just disappear. It's like, Oh, well, yeah, I was kind of into that and you lose momentum. And then mentally what it does for you is go, ah, no one noticed I did that one week. And then you no doubt will keep doing it and doing it again. So my biggest tip, if you have an awesome idea for like a segment or a series um, start off monthly, start off bi-monthly, start off quarterly, um, or spend a solid day or a solid week banking up some, some content so that if you run into those days where you can't commit, post one of those ones that you pre-recorded or something like that. And I see people do it so often. Um, and yeah, you think, you think people don't notice, but they definitely do. Consistency is key for anything, right? Yep. Absolutely. All right, now let's go to mistake number 10. You've left yeah. the best till last. I did leave the best till last. And this is something that I see happen far too often and it really grinds my gears. Um, the biggest mistake, copying your competitors or just copying in general, um, you know, copying and pasting word for word, someone's beautifully constructed brainchild um, <laughs> and using it as their own. I know that was a bit intense. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just not cool. And it's not only, it's not okay, but it's, it's not the best practice. So um, there's a difference between getting inspiration and really using someone else's words to drive your own and have your own spin on it, which we all do. And it's honestly, that's how people create content, right? Is it's an idea found from somewhere else with your own spin on it. Um, but when you see people, you know, copying word for word, it's like, come on, I just saw that. I just saw that post over here. And yeah, again, people notice this stuff. And for me, I always think what I post and my themes and my pillars, they're my whys, they're my purpose. That's my mission statement. So I don't, I don't know why you would, you would spend time. Yeah vocalizing someone else's words or work vocalizing someone else's why or their purpose, you know, say your own. And I know that you will both have so much to say about this. And as influential people yourselves, um, you know, people can say imitation is the biggest form of flattery, but when it's happening to you and you've just put your heart and soul into this content piece or this post and someone just goes and writes it off, it's like, uh, ow, <laughs> it hurts a little bit. I was going to say, working with Shen now for what is it, nearly five years, I've noticed it's been one of her personal and professional pet peeves. Like it's the one thing that's like you can tell when she's pissed off. It's, it's, I, and I totally get it. And I think, um, I don't know, like when we were talking, I think we've had this, this conversation in the last podcast as well. Like there's, I think it was big magic, Elizabeth Gilbert, we're talking mm. about there's no such thing as like an original idea, but it's so right. Like, you've got to put your own flavor on stuff, guys. And I think people, people know you, they trust you, they trust your vibe. They, when you're copying and pasting someone's shit, it doesn't feel authentic. And that's like the whole idea is you're posting something to connect with your audience. Your audience can feel when they're not your words. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It sucks. But as well, like I've always like <laughs> Loz knows every time someone copies us or something, I message her and I'm like, ah, I'm so annoyed right now. This person has copied us word for word. Cause like we put so much effort into our marketing and what we do and yeah, it sucks. But as well, I think the person who's copying you is just putting more of you out there and less of them which isn't mm. working in their favor, but it also challenges you and stretches you to be creative. Like Loz and I have always been, I feel like, like screw it. Let's just like create something better. Like, and people will always be able to replicate where you are, but they'll never be able to replicate where you're going because you're the one who's creating that. Right. So trust me, I have done a lot of journaling on this over the last five years and Loz knows like every time I get annoyed about this, I'm like, Oh my God, what do I do? And she always like spins it. It makes me feel so much better. Yeah. But, um, and that's important. 
it is important to not see all the bads, the bad sides of it. And yeah, to be kept on your toes and constantly challenged. Hmm. It's not bad either. I think the way I look at it too, is that like, usually the people who are copying you have a similar mission. And if you're like, for example, in the health space, we're here to help people in health. And I see someone else using some of our verbiage or some of our stuff. I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, we're all here to help people get healthier. So Mm. if they're going to help me spread this mission, the work, the workloads have, like at least we're making the world a healthier place. So sometimes that's my devil's advocate. If you find something and you're charged on it, it's just another way you can change your perspective yeah. on it. One yeah, of our mentors I- says always, just start worrying when they stop copying you. <laughs> and that always and makes me go, right, yeah. <laughs> that is so true too because, like, I guess the silver lining is your words are so inspiring or your mission is so inspiring that someone wants to be that inspiring too. And, and that's a really special and privileged place to be. And when people look up to you that way, um, it's something that I often journal about too, is being so grateful that, you know, we get to help people. We get to, we get, you know, even this podcast right now, anyone listening, like we're so grateful towards you and and also being able to be in this position to help you. Um, But when someone tries to help you with my exact words, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back we to the cheat problem. sheet. Yeah, Mistake exactly. number 10. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> Don't do it. And, you know, it, again, like Loz said, you know, you can use the inspiration, but add your own flavor to it. Mm. Yeah, Mix it up a little bit. Well, this has been such an amazing podcast. So much value. I know people are going to absolutely love the cheat sheet that they get to download. So thank you so much for writing that up, Kayla. It's beautiful. Yay. Thank you for having me. It's been fun as always. And I'm so happy that I'm able to say I was in season one and now I'm here. Season four, (laughs) baby. Season four. And yeah, like, as I said, so uh, grateful and stoked to be here. And for anyone listening, I hope that you got heaps of little golden nuggies out of this. Um, I know Instagram really overwhelms people sometimes and it feels like a rat race, but follow these 10 steps and you should be okay. (laughs) Hopefully. Where can our amazing listeners find you, connect with you, talk to you, be a part of all the amazing services that you provide. Yeah, for sure. I would, I honestly get so excited by new members and especially when they come from BIB because it just adds to our awesome special community. So we've got a free Facebook group, um, the social society. So we can probably link that in here for people as well. And I often post in here about any changes, any sort of, you know, which they happen a lot. So if anything sort of changes on Instagram, you're, you guys are the first to sort of know in this group. Um, and then I've also got my Instagram. So at social collective underscore, um, yeah, I sort of share a lot of my client based projects through here and a lot of my case studies based on, um, strategies that I'm working on within my client portfolio. So, um, you know, I love to sort of give value that way as well and and show people how we got to these results. So Insty, my Insty would be a good one too. Um, otherwise, yeah, got a website. You can always have a flick through there, send me an email. If you're in Sydney, let's link up. (laughs) COVID vibes. I miss people. (laughs) I miss you. I feel like. I miss you. I know. It's so sad. It's like really making me consider make the move back. You got to do it. Yeah, I know. Do it. I know. Well, it's, it's on the board. It's on the vision board. So it'll happen. It'll happen soon. Um, But yeah, again, thank you so much guys for um, letting me hop on this awesome potty and yeah. Let's let's do it again in a couple of years, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We love you. We seriously are so grateful for you. And we absolutely love having you on our podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks, ladies. Love you back. And um, yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. If uh, anything, you know, pops up, people have questions, don't feel afraid to slide into my DMs and and um yeah, come at me with your problems. <laughs> Love or questions. <laughs> See you, girl. <laughs> Love you, girls. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, guys. Loz here. What an amazing episode. I hope you're feeling inspired after that conversation and it's empowered you to make some amazing changes and choices in your life. Don't forget to let us know if you loved this episode by giving us a five-star review. It really helps us know we're on track and serving you guys and also majorly supports our channel. 
and you may even be in the running to be the shout out of the week. Every week on our Instagram, we share one of our reviews with our network. So be sure to leave your Instagram handle or website in your review so we can share it with our amazing community. I have been so excited to share with you guys my book, Life Above Zero. It's a book based in psychology and science, specifically written for women who feel empowered yet unfulfilled and are seeking help to find their clarity and happiness. Women just like you who want to be empowered with the tools to master their mindset, to overcome self-sabotage and create a life, business or career they love in alignment with their values and inner truth. I wanted to save you tens of thousands of dollars, years of your time, energy, and heartbreak, studying psychology, getting a degree, attending personal development weekends and seminars, and hours scrolling online looking for the right person to help. So here it is. I have condensed everything I've learned personally and professionally from working with people, their psychology, and their mindset over the last decade and have put it into a beautiful book you can enjoy and make your way through at your own pace. I share personal stories throughout so you can find comfort in knowing you're not broken, crazy, or alone in what you're going through. I cry and laugh with you, and you know you can always rely on me for that tough, lozzy love in there too. If you're not a big reader and would rather have me read it to you on your morning walk or the daily commute to work, or whilst you're sipping on that wine making dinner, then don't worry, you can also get my book on Audible. If you click on the link in the show notes, you'll be able to grab yourself a copy. And if you head over to my website, www.lifeabovezero.com.au and sign up to my newsletter, you can even have the first chapter sent to you for free while you wait for your copy to arrive in the mail. Make sure you tag me in yours when it arrives. I love seeing it in your hands and hearing what you guys are taking from it. Don't forget to head over to the show notes for you to check out any links, books, or references we mentioned in this episode and our cheat sheets. Before we go, we just wanted to say a big thank you for being here, for committing to being the best version of you, and for showing up for you today. You are freaking amazing. Now, if you think there is someone in your life that could really benefit from this episode, while you're feeling super inspired, please hit the share button and send them this episode. Share it with them right now. The reason we're asking you to share the love is because you get what you give. And the more you give and inspire, the more you get in return. Head over to www.babestalkingbusiness.com to check out all our other podcasts. Sending you guys so much love and we'll see you soon.